This week, it's just two guys. I, my name is Chris, and I am joined by George White. Say hi, George. Hello. And today, we're going to be looking at the... Are we on the fourth, fifth, fifth, sixth round of Premier League fixtures? Sixth However, already. Sixth already? Yeah. It's only been like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been yeah. It, is, it is mental how like, quickly it's gone. We're on the sixth game week already. Yeah, there, there are going to be many an injury this season, I think. There really are. I mean, look at Burnley's team already. <laughs> Yeah, got no players. I read an article that said there are already seventy-eight muscle injuries. Seventy-eight. Yeah, in in five weeks of games, crazy, isn't it? That is mental. We've never had that many, have we? No, not no. in five. Apart from like the Christmas fixtures, where every coach whinges about Christmas. Yeah, I, I think it's up forty-two percent on the season before. So, and this is only just the beginning. Europe is only just kicking off. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I mean, League I felt. Corp. I felt bad for like you lot and Spurs when it was what four games in eleven days or something stupid. Yeah. And then, yeah, Spurs in particular. Yeah, Spurs Insane. got shafted by that fixture list. I mean, it's not really. It doesn't seem to have like stopped Harry Kane and Son Heung-min deciding to tear up the Premier League single-handedly. But yeah, but you always wonder with the Spurs team how long they can go on with the full eleven. If they yeah. if they kept the full eleven fit the entire season, they would be a real threat I think for the title but yeah you just never know with that front line I mean you you watch when you're watching that um, Spurs documentary that Amazon did it was so obvious they needed depth because yeah. and to be fair they have got it they have now because Gareth Bale Deli Alli come off the bench, yeah Vinicius Bergwijn as well yeah so there is a bit of depth there but I don't know there's still something still something Spursy about that Spurs team <laughs> Yeah, always. I mean, bottling it 3-0 lead at 82 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, one of those um, who saw that come in. Everyone, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no. But they, no, they are, they are a good side. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll obviously talk about the fixture soon, but I imagine they will be back firing this yeah, uh, game. They've got to be. They've got, they've got to be. Especially because like, they've come off the back of that 6-1. And then, obviously, that 3-3, that three, three, so Jose isn't going to be happy. And then they've got Burnley, who, let's be honest, aren't They're struggling, good. yeah. You yeah. talk about squad depth. I don't think it gets any less deep than the Burnley squad. Poor honestly. Sean Dyche. I think, I think they've really suffered from what I like to call the Liverpool problem, which is just not investing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, massively. Of all the clubs in the league. I mean, they signed, what, two players? On freeze, they didn't yeah. sign us. They didn't spend a single bit of money. Their transfer like outage was zero. <laughs> They're the only team that didn't spend a single pound on transfers. Yeah, you worry about them. I know that they've proven time and time again that with um, Daesh's manager, they can do it. But you still got to improve every season, and I don't think they have for a while now. Nah, especially with the quality of the teams coming up from the Championship these days. Exactly. I mean, you've seen how much they're willing to fight already. Mm. I mean, um, also as well, you see how much they're willing to spend. I mean, Fulham spent, what, 100 million, 120 million? Yeah. I mean, the there is a difference, though. Players. 
there is a difference. I feel like Fulham are the the polar opposite of Burnley, where <laughs> there's a difference between not spending it all and then just throwing money at players. I think you've got to, you've got to spend wisely, and I'm yeah. not sure Fulham have. They've made some really good signings: Lockman, Loftus Cheek, definitely. Loftus but then there are others. I mean, they signed Knockart full time and then loaned him out, which seems crazy. But we'll see how they do. I think they're going down. I'll be honest. I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't want Burnley to go down, but some something about me just. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, based on the start of the season, you've got to look at Fulham, Sheffield, and Burnley right as the kind of three favourites, I'd say. And West Brom as well. And West Brom, of course. W- yeah. For those four teams, where is a win coming from? I mean, Sheffield United this week weekend are playing Liverpool. Yeah. Um, Fulham against Crystal Palace. That's probably not going to be easy because Crystal Palace need a win because they've not been playing great recently. Yeah, West Brom, Brighton, maybe, but Brighton have started well. And but they're the kind of games that West Brom have got to be looking at and going, we need to get points out of that. Yeah, desperately. But speaking of a team that doesn't seem to need points at the moment, Aston Villa go at first fixture of the weekend against Leeds. What are we thinking? What are we thinking, George? Um, I think I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Fair. Um. Villa has started really well, well, incredibly well. Um, Leeds, they've obviously put up a fight in pretty much every game. I do think that people are getting a bit too excited about them. They've definitely got flaws, and I think Villa will know how to exploit them. Um, but they, they definitely do always pack a punch. And um, I think the Villa team will have to be on alert from start to finish. But, I mean, again, it's, it's one of those, if you're starting 11, yours being Aston Villa, of course stays fit then there's no limit really to what you can yep. achieve i think top half as a minimum top um, half has to be the, the aim now yeah yeah because you have spent big money yeah, 80 100, something million yeah we spent uh, net spend 120 last year 80 million this year yeah it's it's Green the sort of figures you expect expect big things from yeah um but really this is. this week i think yeah, I think I think a draw would still be a good result against Leeds. I think it would work for both teams. Um, it'd be interesting. I think if your attack continues firing and you can stay solid at the back, then you might be slight favourites. But I'm going to go for a one-all draw with this Fair. one. I like that you went one-all because Leeds haven't scored more than one goal in a match in a month. And yeah. It's really starting to upset me, the amount of people who were like, oh, they'll score like 3-4. And I'm like, no, no, they won't. <laughs> no, they, they only do that if they're playing the Champions of England. That's it. They've got <laughs> well, a I think Bielsa's looked at looked at that game in particular and the Fulham game as well, where they conceded three and they scored four and gone. We need to tighten this up because yeah, it's not sustainable in the Premier League. No, it's not. It's not. It, it's the same mistake Villa made. Like we'd score two, concede three, and lose, and it's like, well, no points are no points. Like yeah, well, it's the same for Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get we'll get onto that in a bit, but yeah, it's that same issue for Chelsea at the moment where they can just they, you can score hatfuls of goals, but just for some reason your defense is still useless. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Villa's going to be I I do see Leeds getting a cheeky goal, like a Patrick Bamford 59th minute goal or something stupid like yeah. just here's hoping for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> but I do reckon um Villa will score more than once. I reckon it's going to be 2-1. 2-1 to the Yeah. Top. I wouldn't go against you on that. Cuz even though I did Last the thing is like last season it was just Mark Grealish and your cut Villa's attack, 
now, as we saw in the last game, you might, you put three people on Grealish. Barkley's got all the space he needs to go and score. Yeah, and if not, or, then there's Watkins. Or McGinn. Yeah, can, like, pop can up throw well. Troy in there. Yeah. I mean, Trezeguet does bits defensively, but Troy Ray can just like bomb forwards if you need yeah, to. Yeah, if you're looking for goals. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a start from Troy Ray. Not this week, but next week. Because we'll need Trezeguet this week for the pure fact that Leeds seems to have play with five attackers. Mm. So we're going to be having... He's going to need to mark his runner on the left-hand side. Their left-hand side. So I, I don't see Troy Ray starting this week. Just because... Trezeguet has been ridiculous since the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. But I do still think he'll feature at some point. Yeah. I think and he's, seven, he's one of those players that he only needs he only needs 10, 15 minutes. I mean, that's all he ever got at Chelsea. And he managed yeah. to, to influence games. So hopefully, I mean, the fact, point of view. The fact that when we signed him, I still was like, oh, Bertrand Traore at Chelsea. And that was donkeys ago. It was, it was a long time ago. I don't think he ever reached the heights. He should have done at Lyon. But... Um, I still think that he's got potential now. He's not old. He's and, not um, by any standard. He's, I think he's such a physical player as well as a skillful one that he just suits Premier League life. He does, and he'll, he'll be a handful as well. I mean, imagine, right, you're that Leeds defence. You've had Jack and Ross going down the left all game. You're kind of like leaning towards that, and then like 15 minutes ago, you bring Troy Ore on, and suddenly you've got to go both sides. It'll, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I reckon two one. I reckon two one. I mean, that's a, a an optimistic, but you know, why not dream? We're do, we're slap Liverpool seven two. So why not why not have a bit of love for Villa at the moment? But that's moving on to a club that's perhaps a bit more frustrating in your heart, George. Bless your whole. Uh, Chelsea, 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 Man United. What are we call him? What are we thinking? Um. Yeah, I always, you know, I always hate to predict a loss for Chelsea. But I look at how we've played against United in the league last season. Obviously, 4-0 wasn't great. Yeah. And each each game, apart from the FA Cup, we look so naive. And this season's not been any different to start with. Uh, I think we've improved uh, going forward. When Havertz and Werner link up, they're... Not really, really good. Um, but I just think the way that United set up for these big games under Solskjaer, you know, sitting back, hitting on the counter-attack with the pace of Martial and Rashford, with the the skill and vision of uh, Fernandez, they're such a threat. And you put them up against our back four, or if we switch to a back three at the moment, Thiago Silva's improved things, definitely. And I think Mendy and goal is massive. He he put he gets so much more confidence throughout the team. Um, you know, having him just having him behind the defence, you can see them way more assured. But I still think we're too early on in our kind of development for this season. We're still tactically not there yet. I mean, we basically had to grind out a draw against Sevilla just to get the clean sheet. Um, and it was Frank Lampard's first nil nil in is Chelsea managerial career in 60-something games. So we're still not there in terms of finding that balance. And I think I think we will try and attack United. Um, whether we'll go for the 4-2-3-1 is a difficult one. I think buying habits has, has made that a difficult situation because 
you play Havertz anywhere other than number 10 and he's not as effective. But if we play the 4-2-3-1 against United, then we'll be massively exposed at the back, at least on two or three occasions. Um, so I think we'll put up a fight, but I think we're, we're just too early on in our kind of um, progress to to manage this one uh, as well as we should. So I'm going to go 2-1 United on this one. Okay. That's, see, that's interesting because it for me, it really depends which United team turn up. Yes, definitely. If, if the one that beat PSG turns up, yeah, I agree with you. But if the one that got slapped about by Spurs turns up, then suddenly that Chelsea attack looks like they're going to just tear through. So I I don't know which way to call. I really I wouldn't want to predict this one, and unfortunately I put myself in the unenviable position of having to do so by asking you the question and therefore having to give myself an answer. Uh, I am I'm going to give you a bit of love, to be honest, George. I reckon I'm going to go. I'm going to go three-one Chelsea. That's if that happens, I may cry with happiness. So <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> I, it. Yeah, I, I mean, reckon Werner Werner got off to finally got off to a. A, a bit of a scoring streak last week, which he needed, but both of his goals looked class. And the thought of Harry Maguire against Timo Werner is scary from a United point of view. Yeah. All depends if they play Twanzabi as well, because Twanzabi was sick against PSG. All depends if you know the that they get that centre back pairing that they should have, that everybody's been crying out for. Which is obviously, I mean, for some reason they still seem to stick to Maguire, but Maguire to Unzabi suddenly looks a lot better than Maguire anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously as a, a Villa fan, good. you've been singing his praises for ages now, and I've been with you on that one. When we didn't sign to Unzabi, when we came up, I was really sad. <laughs> yeah, of all the money you spent, you think he, he would have been there, I think, for the right price, but... He, he would have he, he would have been better than Bjorn Engels, that's for sure. Yeah. Um... But, you know, it didn't happen. And now Oli seems to be trying desperately to get him in those Man United plans, which makes sense Finally, because, yeah. well, he's a good ball playing centre half. He's excellent in the air, a lot better than Maguire. He's just all round better than Maguire. He's faster. He's more intelligent. And because he used to play at right back as well, he can spot runners from midfield a lot better, which is always helpful in a centre back. That's why I like our centre back pairing of Konza and Minks because they both used, both used to play fullbacks. So they both can just spot runners and tell their men when to drop, when not to. It's oh, honestly looking at Villa defence is so much nicer than last season. Yeah, yeah, because sure. it was just tragic. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Frank can turn it around at Chelsea. But do you do you think he will? Oh yeah, yeah, I trust. I mean, it's we've got different expectations this season compared to last. But for but me. Yeah, but for me, that doesn't mean that we should be challenging for the title this season. I think pushing for a, a better league position, definitely. Where do you silverware. Think well, I think third minimum. I think third and silverware is a minimum for this season. The loss to Spurs in the League Cup was a big hit because yeah. now, realistically, I mean, you know, is a Champions League run on the cards? No. So we're yeah, really looking at the it. FA Cup, um, I think, because... I mean, you know, race, you never know. It's, so far, there have been no front runners, no. So you never know. But, um, yeah, I just think we need to settle down on a, a 
a preferred 11 and that's going to take time um and we've brought players for the future as well as now i mean players like Havertz and Werner they they could be here for years to come mm. so i think next season is more our season this season i think trying to see some progress trying to see an actual style of football um would be nice instead of just passing it around the back but in terms of frank lampard i mean you know i've got all the patience in the world with him because he's a club legend and um he did great things last season and i do think he yeah i think he'll get there eventually i think you've got to remember that he had one season with derby county mm. did, did pretty well uh, but that's it so it's going to take him time and you can see that but i do think he he'll improve why why do you think the transfer policy prioritised attack over defence? Because I, f- I found that really interesting, watching Chelsea's transfer window. Because obviously there's no arguing you had the best transfer window probably in the league in terms of the names you managed to get in that team and the fact that your net spend was like something stupid like £10 million. Um, But why do you think we went so much on the front like five players and not that midfield and defence which is arguably where you needed to sign more players No I think we needed attackers for sure Um, watching us last season the amount of times we were up against teams like Sheffield United Bournemouth um, you know teams that set out to contain the attack we looked clueless at times You did Um, but I don't think you needed that as many as you've signed like Ziyech, Havertz and Werner See, I, I disagree. Could you have maybe dropped one? Because of Pulisic coming on so well last season. Could you have maybe afforded to drop, I don't know, maybe, see, that's the thing, I don't want to say, like, any get rid of any of them, but maybe potentially ZX obviously plays out wide and Pulisic does, and then, like, get bring in another centre-half. Would that have been better? Mm, no, I mean, look, we lost Willian and Pedro in one window. Um, we never replaced Hazard properly. Obviously, Pulisic could be that guy, but you can't tell with his, his injury record mm. it's uh you can't just hope that he has a long spell because he hasn't really had a full season in his in his entire career so far mm. and no i mean like I say last season so many games where we just couldn't break down storming defenses that seems to have changed we are scoring lots of goals but i agree i think i think going for the the cheaper options at the back was Maybe a mistake. Um, obviously, this we still haven't replaced John Terry, how, however many years after, and we still haven't replaced Czech. Mendy looks a really good signing. I mean, you've um, literally not replaced Czech, you've just bought him back. That's what you've done. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's fine with me, you know. We've got to do what we've got to do, but no, Mendy looks quality, but it's difficult to tell defensively because um, we haven't had our full back five, if you like. Um, for many games, but when they do play, there's a massive improvement when Chill was in there as well, who I think is an incredible signing, and someone that I am glad we spent the money on, because in the past we've brought in Emerson, Alonso, we've really tried to get players, not on the cheap, obviously, the decent amount of money, but instead of paying the 50 million that we should have done for Luke Shaw back when he was kind of in his prime, he went to United after. Uh, We regretted that. Yeah, exactly. We made we made sure we didn't make that mistake again, and that's good. Yeah, but in think, terms of was getting good. a centre back, that's definitely needed at, at some point in the next couple of windows. Who for would the long you term. who would you go for? Would you go for somebody 
in perhaps a smaller Premier League club. I don't want to say like Leicester or a smaller Premier League club, but you know what I mean. Like you've done with Chilwell, like get somebody with recognised Premier League um, quality, or would you go for somebody like Koulibaly? Um, I think at this point the the cost of Koulibaly to his age is is definitely not going to work for our hierarchy. So I just think some sort of battler is needed. Yeah, I would have wanted Louis Dunk. I know he signed a new contract, but you know, in, in half a year, year's time, you never know. That might change. I think he'd be a very good signing. Um, I'd love to poach Mings as well. Yeah, that's that's the great. name. That's yeah. the name in my head for that Chelsea team. Yeah, as and I think I a left, left-footed centre-back as well would, would really help us in terms of building out from the back. Yeah, he's especially... I mean, I, I, I know you don't necessarily watch Villa as much as I do, but the amount of times I've seen him play balls down the left for Grealish or Ross Barkley to run onto is just insane. And I'm just thinking that with your attack would just be beautiful, Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Those pinpoint accurate just left down. Oh, you'd love to. You would literally love to see it. But yeah. please don't take him, take him. I love him too much. Yeah. Well, like I say, Lewis Dunk would be great for me. Um, mm. But we'll, we'll have to see. Um, it's difficult because I don't think there are that many top quality centre halves in world football at the moment. It seems to be a position that's been neglected, but we definitely need to we need to bring someone through or start trusting Tamori more. I think because he's got potential, but he's not getting game time at the moment. Yeah. So. What would you say your best eleven is? Um, I think yeah, for me it's it's pretty clear court. Um, that Mendy's in there, chill well. I'll probably put Reese James in ahead of Aspie at the moment. He's just mm. more dynamic um, and obviously a longer-term player. Back to with Silver and Zuma seems to be working, even though Zuma's <laughs> just he, he feels you with dread every time he plays. Yeah, he's very erratic. I'd personally yeah. have Tamori over Zuma, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I'd give a shout out to Rudiger. I, I wouldn't be annoyed if he came back into the into the uh, starting eleven because well he can't do much worse at the moment and he he has so much he on his day he is our best defender I think but he just hasn't been on his day for a long time. Wasn't there a point where you had Rudiger and Tamori next to each other last season and it was just beautiful to watch? Yeah, but I think it was against smaller teams in in the kind of cup competition, so it's difficult to tell for sure. But yeah, I think I think uh, as long as Thiago Silva's in there. That's the main thing at the moment, having some sort of organisation and leadership. And then I think a midfield two of Kovacic and Kante, which hasn't we haven't seen this season very often. Jorginho has been playing, and I do love Jorginho, but in terms of the energy in there, I think those two could... In a midfield two, um, two holding midfielders, I think you've got to have a lot of energy, and Kovacic, Kovacic brings it. And then I think the three behind the striker... In our very best team in terms of excitement, um, Pulisic, Havertz and Ziyech with Werner up top. But that's, t- that's tough because Mount's such a useful player. But I think if we're going in for the kill, if we want to be a scary team to play against, then that, that front four, for me, is one of the best in the league. Mm. I, th- I think as much as like Mount has done bits... I, it is a shame that he's playing when you've got such world class. I mean, look at I mean, Tammy did great last season for me. Yeah, for you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he got fifteen goals, which is hard. Tammy to did okay. 
Tammy started really well. He did start really well. He he did dip off by the end of the season because when Giroud well, came, when he's got a similar three, thing to Mount in that he can go missing into way too many games at the moment. He's yeah. still got too much to learn. Um, I personally would still play Giroud over Abraham at the moment. So, really? yeah, I mean the guy's quality. He's one of the most underrated strikers in world football. You look at his stats; they're insane. But you look at what he brings to the team, and it's it's even more ridiculous. He's such a useful player. There's a reason he's still getting played every game for France. It's, it's because yeah, he's he's, he's a goal ridiculous. threat, but he's such a selfless striker as well. And I just think that Giroud in there with if we can get a, a setup with Giroud, Werner, and Havertz and Pulisic. I just think that would be that would be great. Whereas Abraham doesn't his hold up play is is poor. It's getting better, but it's not good enough. Yeah, I can and, for that, not lie. And he needs three or four chances of goal at the moment, and it's just when it's not good enough. I I, I do I do agree with you where Abraham's concerned, but I just find it interesting getting it from a Chelsea point of view because obviously I watched the the Villa perspective um, for such a long time, where he bagged obviously twenty five goals for us and literally got us promoted. So I do have a soft spot for him. Um, but I, I do get what you mean. He does. He can go missing, and he does miss a few sitters occasionally. And it, you, you can get very frustrated. Yeah. Definitely. Watching Tammy. That's fair. Um, so yeah. So we're going for a going for a loss for Chelsea then for this sixth game week. Yeah. The the pessimist in me says so. Yeah. That's fair. Who do you think? What do you think is going to be the most ridiculous result? Because obviously we're going to focus on Aston Villa and Chelsea. But I just like to throw that curveball in there. Do you think Man City can have a West uh, West Ham upset, for example? Um, Burnley to beat Spurs? Dare I say it? I don't think it'll happen, but... Um, for me, I could see Newcastle getting a result at Wolves. I think I think Newcastle have started pretty well. Um, and Wolves have, have been solid enough, but they've looked vulnerable at times. They have, because they... They got four put past. Was it four or three put past them by West Ham? That like solid defence from last year would never have had that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Newcastle have picked up some good results. And in Sam Maximan, they've got a player that can cause issues in every game. So um, I know they had a bad result last time out, but I don't, that, I don't that, think that's that warranted just, though. That was such yeah, a freak exactly. result. Exactly. I think that would be if if there's going to be an upset for me that. That would be the one I choose. I think this weekend. Fair. Yeah. I, I, don't don't rule out Southampton against Everton. I think no. Southampton you saw against us last weekend. They are a threat when they get going. I also don't trust that Everton back back line. Going forward, they're beautiful to watch, but Jordan Pickford in goal is just yeah yeah I agree. He should be dropped for what he did to Van Dijk. I know he's not going to get punishment, but what he did for Van Dijk was just ridiculous. Yeah, that's. A shocking decision from him to do in the first place, and then FA the FA not to follow up with anything. That's this is is terrible. Is. I mean, I I as a Villa fan, obviously, saw a lot of people posting on Twitter being like, "What's the difference between this and the Ben Me tackle against Wesley?" Because it was basically the same tackle, mm. but. There's that added element of he's a goalkeeper. Does, he should never be doing it. He should never even be thinking of charging out like that. And the fact that it's the second time he's done it as well, because he did it against Deli Alley, didn't he? No, I mean, nowhere near as bad, but he did do scissor his legs. Um, 
but we were Deli Ali was fortunate not to get his leg snapped in half. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Regardless of how were the tackles like that have been treated in the past, this one was terrible in itself and uh, should have been punished. I think. I mean, if the rule is endangering an opponent, which is what it should be for a red card, it literally ended his season. Yeah. And potentially his career because Van Dijk's not getting any younger, and it's we all know it's difficult to get back from ACL injuries, especially ones that need surgery like he's does. It's just. I don't know. It just it's it left a left a bad taste in the mouth. I think is the way to describe it. Mm. But I think the upset for the weekend is going to be West Ham City. I really do. Yeah, Something I can see just, why you think that. Just West they, Ham. Like where have they come scoring from? With ease, haven't they? Yeah. And we've got Ben Rama coming through this week as well. That's the new, other factor I think that's going to be important because when you when you have a new player coming in and. Like nobody in the Premier League's really watched them before. Like you can watch them in the Championship, but you can't judge how they're necessarily going to go against Premier League defenses. It can weirdly work in your favour. I mean, we saw when Jarrod Bowen's like first few games, he was just on fire, and then they kind of figured how how to deal with that. Um, so I think Ben Rama coming in will be something special, even if it's only for twenty minutes, because he was the player I wanted from Brentford last year. He was the player I wanted from Brentford this year. We didn't get him. But we got Ollie Watkins, which I'm not. I'm not sad about. But I don't know. He just. I'm really excited to watch him in the Premier League, and I. I get the feeling that something special is going to happen at West Ham. I'd like West Ham to actually not be in a relegation scrap for a change. That'd be nice. But is it going to happen? Yeah, for me, I, I get what you're saying. I think they will pose a threat, but I just think I'd. I'd go for a three-two to City on that one. I think it'd be an entertaining game. Yeah, but I think City's experience, experience will. We'll hold out. Well, I think that's all we've got time for, George. But I really enjoy talking to you and looking forward to these these fixtures. It's been great fun. And yep, hopefully we'll get to do this next week. Sounds good to me. Brilliant. Well, until next time, thank you for listening. And we look forward to you listening to us again. Thank you. Bye.